You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 24, on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wonton, or simply just Anton, and on today's episode, Tugs, moderator on the Soju Talk K-Pop podcast Discord, and my neighbor up here in the Bay Area, joins me to discuss his favorite group, G-Idol, how he got into K-Pop, and how he found the community the Soju Talk podcast. You know, with every guest, whether it's the crew, moderators, or members of the nation, I try to focus in on a theme of our discussion. And what comes to mind after talking to Tugs is sincerity and empathy. You know, the way that he navigates his world, his experiences, and what he tries to reach out to other people with. And I feel I got a really good sense of who Tugs is as a person, his interests, and how he finds connection with others. So, you know, it's a really great conversation. You know, it's pretty low-key. Turns out him and I have very similar vibes with the style of music that we look for, especially regarding G-Idol, especially with regarding Soyan's album from this year. So um, yeah, check us out. Hope hope you enjoy what um, what we talk about. You know, we we go in a number of directions, but ultimately, I think it's uh, it was a nice deep dive into who Tugs is as a person, and I, you know, I really learned a lot about you know life through his perspective. Coming up, my chat with Tugs on the Soju Sessions. This week, someone who is local to me and essentially my neighbor in Northern California, um, a mod on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord server, the one and only Tugs. Welcome to the show, Tugs. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I was thinking about different topics to get people on um, to really just open up about who they are, how they got into K-pop, and I really want to kind of. Com- complete this uh this mod introduction project of getting to know the people on the server and all the um the names that pop up right and um you know i kind of figured to get you on and talk about things that are a little bit more evergreen right not necessarily things that are current or um things that require like a big analysis um but just you know things that we enjoy and well, we'll get to the music, but um, I really just wanted to get you on to get your origin story into K-pop and how it all started, what drew you in, and what was your entry point. Uh, I don't have much of a K-pop origin. I only really got into K-pop like towards the end of 2018, like through KDA. So I'm still fairly recent with K-pop. Nice. Yeah, with KDA, it was interesting for me as well um because i think that time it was kda um ioi was i think just about finishing up um but that song really popped off as far as like being part of anime circles and gaming circles um especially during anime conventions i mentioned this a number of times but i'd always hear that song at every single booth at all the anime conventions i went to that year um yeah it was just cool that 
we were able to kind of see that crossover between the two different genres. Um, did you spend any time in gaming circles and anime circles and kind of seeing the overlap between the two genres? Uh, I'm not really involved in any like circles surrounding that I haven't been mostly just talking to people I know if I know anybody who's into that stuff but until I like got into Soju talk I haven't really been like any any circles talking about things I'd say yeah well like the internet's like one of those big places where it's difficult to really find a foot like a footing and like a hold and like how to figure out like your interests and like your hobbies um with kda and kind of the like the genesis of your fandom into k-pop um kind of leads you into the group that you are the big representative of um and that's g idol um you know take me through it what are your first memories of g idol and kind of what appealed to you most about them as a group uh again i got through them through kda i think i saw the live stage and then uh Dead Close did a vlog with Mian and Soyeon uh, visiting LA. I think that's where Worlds was. It was in LA. Or that's where they were recording at least. And I just thought, wow, these people seem nice. And I decided to follow them. And I'm really glad that I did. Nice. Yeah. I it's... think. Go ahead. Like, I don't think I really got too involved in like late 2018. I ended up joining Twitter like towards the beginning of 2019, and that's been a an experience. Though I'm not very active. Yeah, Twitter is uh, one of those spaces where it's you, you like that it's available, that it's there, but navigating it can be tricky, oftentimes. So um, you know, I'm I'm just glad that we're able to kind of have that centralized hub because of Soju Talk, and um, you know, kind of being able to safely navigate and explore different things and really celebrate the things that we like and love right um yeah. with with g idol specifically um you know their music has changed over the years even since the time that you and i started listening to them uh for me it was about the same time with kda um like i said anime conventions popped off and I, for the longest time i didn't even know what the song was or who they were i kept asking everyone like who is this someone please tell me um until i found out and then i did some research and kind of dug a little bit deeper finding out that they were um, part of like this project with g-idol right so yeah. with them and their music when i explored them at first it was kind of their older stuff a nice blend of genres um what was it about their music that you liked the most or that really resonated with you i like that they're willing to try so much like uh, they have stuff that leans more in the R and B. They have uh, Senorita. They have uh oh. They have oh my god. They have Dum D. They have Wah. They have like this vast. They have so much music that they're willing to try and do, and I think they do it well. And that uh, all their voices are pretty unique unto themselves. Like it might be difficult at first. But, like, as you start to listen to their music, you can tell, like, this is Yuki, that's Minnie, that's Soyeon singing. Uh, there's... I'd say that much, at least. 
there's a distinct characterization to the way that they make music and the way that they sing and how they blend between the different genres, right? Um, I, I think what stood out to me most is that they didn't feel like the typical K-pop sound. They did have like the signature like flourishes and like big moments, but it was a lot of blending of like hip hop and house music. And I can recall even a little bit of a trance feel to a couple of their songs. Um, you know, as they've changed over the years, as far as like growing up and exploring different styles of music, um, what would you say today is a bit different from how you initially experienced um, Jettle and their music? Um, with, you know, obviously getting a larger budget and, you know, the music videos really looking decorative. Um, how do you feel like they've evolved over time? say at least one way is how they're even more involved in their music so when it was starting out it was mostly Soyeon like with uh on the first mini album Soyeon was credited with composing on one track and then on the next mini album she was credited for four of them and mini was credited for the fifth uh <clears throat> Pardon me. Then you get to I Trust, and it was again Soyeon, and then you have uh, I'm the Trend with Minnie and Yuki both stepping in, and then you get to I May, and you see Minnie has two songs and Yuki has one song. Then you get to like the solo stuff where Yuki has two songs she's participated in, and you see as they grow and they get more and more involved, and other members have mentioned wanting to step into the music writing. Uh, department, and I think that's great to see. What's your favorite Giatl song? My favorite? Uh, favorite, or some a song that you go to often. Um, you know, all their songs do have a lot of variety in them, um, but there's definitely a handful that for me like evokes a certain uh, message <laughs> that I really appreciate. Um, is there anything that stands out to you? My I'll give you two. Uh, off their first mini album, it's a song called Don't Text Me. It leans more into the R&B, and it's very, it's a very smooth song, and if you know anything about the music I recommend, uh, I like smoother songs, and that's very, it's a, it's a song you sit in the rain and you drink to, and you just look out at the city. It's, uh, yeah, that's one of them. And the second off of I Made, called Give Me Your. And that's it's very different. It's a song you listen to on a nice bright day when you're just out for a walk. It's a very feel-good song. It's also very smooth, I'd say. But it's like, I'd say that gives a good representation of what I like when I listen to music. Man, you you picked essentially my favorite song of their entire discography. Uh, don't NorCal. Yeah, don't text me. It is my favorite song of all their songs. Not necessarily because I think it's like this mind blowing, like amazing produced song. Again, it's the vibe, like you said. Plus, um, I really like Lost. Lost is a great song. So yeah, um, don't text me does hit really different in the sense of uh the lyrics kind of just really pop off for me um i for some reason i'm a glutton for that kind of pain and anguish and um 
this idea of breaking up or at least telling uh, a person to stop texting you. So um, I, I adore that song. Um, you know what, the way that you describe music and the vibe, and I really like the way that you made a setting of the ways in which you feel about music, whether it was Don't Text Me and sitting out in the rain, drinking wine, drinking a drink, having a drink, um, or Give Me Your, again, kind of a smoother vibe, but kind of a summer, like a brighter vibe. Very much so. How, how do you feel like their music is a reflection of who you are as a person or how you would like to express yourself to other people? I'd say it's it's complicated and not like it's complicated now I feel which it is but like their music is complicated there's it's simple but there's much to it it's not this one thing there's a lot there beyond like the singles that you hear and the faces that we show most people there's a lot going on and there's just so much and I love that yeah there is an artistic expression right kind of a separation of like who you are as a person but then also what you want to show other people um and you know I think that's that's it's a very um it's a very sincere sentiment right for you to attach to and I do get some of that vibe in a very positive way as far as like the things that you choose to share with us and I think everyone has that level of I know safe distance you know, with the internet and everything. But um, again, I do appreciate that you are visible and that you are on the server as a moderator and kind of involved in the, a lot of different areas here and there. So um, again, it very much kind of attaches to that creativity that the group has shown over the years. Um, you know, with G-Idol being around for, I believe four years now? Correct me if I'm wrong. Three. Twenty eighteen. Okay, perfect. Um, they've gone through a lot, um, a lot of ups, some downs. But let's let's go over kind of the one inflection point that to me I feel like really helped pop them off, and that was Queendom. All right, yeah. so just I'm gonna let you kind of like ease into it. What what did you think about their uh, performance on Queendom? How they did, and then um, just take me through your thoughts as far as your growing fandom during that show. I think they I think they did well they showed they certainly went with more of one no I'm not sure how to go about Queendom but I'm very happy with the stages that we got uh, put it the put it straight remix La Ta Ta Lion which really helped them in so many ways I really do. The Fire remix wasn't my favorite, but I'm also just not a fan of K-pop uh, around that time, like music. I wasn't a huge fan of Lala, with Lalisa that reminded me of uh, that period. And so the remix really didn't do much for me. But uh, I'd say on the whole, I'm really glad to see they were able to show themselves and show how much work that they put into what they create and that people appreciated it and the fandom grew so much after that yeah you said some really great things about the song selection um i do want to hit on put it straight the nightmare version a bit um and 
ask you like how you felt seeing that stage kind of for the first time because from my mem- my memory it was the first time that they really dived into this theatrical darker sense of expression um what were your feelings and emotions when you first saw that stage i was happy because they picked that song the original version is more of a a, a ballad sort of i'd call it a ballad and it's it's a very emotional song and it's very slow and it takes its time and to see how they remixed it also it was great and it's good to see how so many people appreciated it and how theatrical it was yeah there was a lot of familiarity with the original version but taking it into a completely different direction with a lot of different changes as far as the pacing and the story that they wanted to tell. And it also kind of like led into a lot of their current stuff. I mean, Lion was a song that came out of the the show, but then the the album, um, I believe it was I Trust, I think is that, yeah. right? Felt like very much a playoff of all of the um, story elements that they've uh, built off of over the past year and a half to get to that point. Um, one quick shout out for a stage on that show is Minnie and Hyejung yeah. um, covering Instagram. Oh man, that, I'm getting chills. That, that, that's probably one of my favorite performances of the entire show. Just because, yeah, yeah and it really showcased Minnie's vocals like you mentioned earlier, where, um, you know, all their vo- voices are very noticeable. They're very unique. Um, and we were able to kind of see that flex there. Um, were, were there any highlights from that stage that really stood out to you that you can kind of viscerally remember even to this day? Mini in a suit. Mini in a suit, 100%. Um, I think the opening with all the TV screens really drew you in, especially being um, a viewer on through a, through a screen, through a monitor. So it's kind of that meta. Um, meta viewing of, of the whole setup. Um, and then Mini in the suit, like you said, contrasted with Hyejung, um in a boyfriend shirt, which is kind of cool, you know? Um, so they, they popped off after Queendom. Um, I would say them, Mamamoo, and Oh My Girl definitely got a lot of momentum. And they all seem to be really tight still. Um, really kind of going to show that the relationships that people build over time um, can be celebrated, can be shown. Um, but then also kind of the reality of these people being real people. I did want to touch on kind of quickly um, the Sujin situation. Um, me personally, I didn't follow the entire thread of what was happening, especially the public responses. Personally, I just wanted to separate myself from it. But I do know the facts. I do know what happened from point A to point B to point C. But you, as a fan, you and this being your group that you love so much um what did you what did, what were your thoughts and feelings about how it all went down and ultimately leading to um suji and parting ways uh it's unfortunate but it's life and life happens uh it sucks that it happens but it happened yeah, um, yeah, no worries, man. Go ahead. Yeah. You were going to say something? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, with the Sujin situation, just 
kind of a quick aside, well, kind of quick addition to how things are a bit tough and it's, it's a sensitive subject, right? For me, I just hope that she's able to kind of grow as a person from this situation. And again, not to minimize those on the other side of it. Um, but I do hope that there is some reconciliation at some point and just hoping for the best for both parties. Um, because me personally, I am detached from the situation. Most people are detached from the situation. We're only going off of um, the news reports and, you know, kind of guesswork. But, you know, public reaction blows things out of water sometimes. And I'm just really not not about like digging it, digging into stuff like that, especially with the group that I enjoy that I do feel like can still keep it going. Um, with that said, you mentioned earlier, Yuki or Yuchi. This name, I swear, is such a problem on the server with Doug mispronouncing it, with me mispronouncing it. Thank you, No Bias Nuna, for helping us out. Um, yeah, so she came out with two... Like three different names. It's pronounced like three different ways. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, the Korean pronunciation is what they do just regularly, right, with her and her groupmates. Well, but, with the Korean pronunciation, as far as I know, the way it's written is pronounced more like Oogie or Woogie. Yes, I've heard that. <laughs> then because Q, China is pronounced more like a CH. But then people see it and they think more like Japanese, so they go with Yuki. Yes, that that was my initial react uh, response to seeing that name. Yeah, um, because that's how uh, most Qs are pronounced in English. Yeah, yeah. So we go with the uh, the uh, Westernized pronunciation, the Latin pronunciation. Um, but I think all are fairly valid. Um, and she came out with two songs. Um, uh, she had a single release with Bonnie and Clyde and Giant. Surprising. Um, both songs are in English. Both songs very well received as far as the internet and the fans and people who uh, just were not expecting it. Um, very successful because you know she is Chinese and China money is a thing. Power to her. What did you think about the song, the release, and the reception? Uh, I enjoyed it. I like, especially with Giant, hearing how she expresses herself. And she's mentioned that it was a song uh, she worked on for a while, or at least that she had, like, in her mind. It's nice seeing her get to explore that as well and exploring with a more upbeat song in Bonnie and Clyde is more fun and I think because of that it uh, does a bit better with people who aren't necessarily invested in the emotions that come with Giant and I'm just glad to see that they're both being appreciated so much yeah she gives two sides of the very very much of the same coin right where it's um, it's her expressing herself um, in a very stage power song in Giant. And then you have Bonnie and Clyde, which is the fun, playful, even concept and music video um, playing into the themes of Bonnie and Clyde, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool that both songs were pretty well received, widely, widely accepted by a lot of people. Um, and kind of seeing some of the stages that she performed in China over the pandemic um, was pretty cool. It was just nice seeing her on stage doing solo stuff. So, you know, I hope that she is able to make more music um, coming up. And I don't know, man, I think she she's, I, she was someone I did not expect 
to have like this stability in her music and yeah she's she's a pro um the other person that released music this year as a soloist um we have the lovely soyan with windy it's a six track album got a lot going on here um i gave this album a listen through the first time um, when it first released and i was like okay there's a lot there's a lot to process as the album kind of grew on me man this album's good i i i really like it um you know instead of going in a deep dive on all the all the tracks um give me give me your overview like how do you feel about the album and then just any any songs that stood out to you real quick do you have a favorite song off the album i do um uh my favorite song is quit okay we're still we're still like together in this wow favorite song is also quit it's it's the vibe yes 100 percent. what about the vibe do you feel the most about the song uh, it's very relaxed, especially for a breakup song, which is essentially what it is. It's very much a, this isn't working, we should go our separate ways kind of song. And it's just, it's just nice having a song that's like, so down to earth and not too, how to explain it. It's just rolling along. Yeah, there's there's a simplicity to the way that she makes music. It also has a really nice beat. Yeah. Um, I I really love the line in the chorus. Um, I'm just going to do the English translation. Um, Leave me and live well, my love. Man. Um, It plays really well with the rest of the song. Um, And like you said, it's a breakup song. It's sad, but, you know, there, there is some feelings of kind of reconciling with those emotions. Um... Yeah, how do you feel like this song was rece- this album was received? I mean, I think it was received quite well, but when it came out, it was just one of those where I don't think it was on anyone's radar until like we got news about it, right? Um, but then it was a very pleasant surprise. Um, a lot of really cool elements to music. How does this kind of reflect what you know about G Idol and what you know about Soyan as an artist? And then how I guess like did you feel just in general? Uh, it's interesting you mentioned that uh, wasn't like on too many people's radar. Zion is both one of the more popular and one of the like not very popular members at the same time, kind of. Like people know about her and she's the one people talk about. But uh, you look at like Minnie or Yuki or uh, Mian, kind of, and they all have like bigger individual fandoms so to say early kind of you can see it a bit in like how slow how long it took her to uh be the final member to reach a million on instagram but uh as for the album it's about what i've said already and the diversity of the sounds that she uh cries like you listen to uh, beam beam and it has more of a pop rock sound you listen to weather it sounds more like idol song uh, you get to like psycho and uh, uh, is this bad bitch's number with uh, Yoonji and BB and that's clearly more hip hop 
the cycle also has like this carnival sound to it in the chorus which is fun and you have just the chill vibes of uh quit and you see the diversity as well as I don't think it comes across in English how well Cyan writes her lyrics but it is something I hear about and it's something she's very good at very good with conveying her words and her emotions yeah so, yeah no I think I think all you said it really hits the mark on the album the composition and how she expresses herself creatively um, yeah it, it's one of those where unfortunately I wish I was fluent in in Korean but going into the lyrics kind of understanding how it fits in with the song title the themes she does a lot of great work with metaphors, as far as the translations are able to tell me. And nothing is completely directly about any one thing. Um, I think Beam Beam is a great example where um, you see the music video, summertime, she's working um, at a burger shop. But then when you kind of dig a little bit deeper, it's about kind of the bright lights of the sun and people at different points in your life, right? Whether it's challenging relationships, whether it's you didn't have any money and now you're all grown up and now you've got fame um, and people come at, coming at you for money, um, all wrapped up in this idea of her just wanting to escape and just be a normal person, right? Um, yeah, I, I think she's definitely underrated in the sense that not many people talk about her as a lyricist, but she just has so much to offer. Um, I... Yeah, I don't really know where to go with this aside from I'm, I'm really glad that you um, and I are able to kind of like appreciate her in this moment because I think I think she definitely deserves it. I think she's one of those people where, um, you know, music is far, is far better with her kind of there making music, making relationships and being part of the conversation. Um, you know, as we close up, as we close things up with, uh, with the music discussion, is there anything about G Idol that you want to kind of end on as far as the um the attachment and the feelings you have for the group uh as far as the music or in general uh in general just anywhere you want to go with um your feelings about g idol uh things have changed things are the same I'm gonna continue to support like no matter what's happening right now and that's I'm just happy to have them as like something to listen to and something to come back to and they've brought me both into K-pop which brought me into this community which introduced me to you and the rest of the people on the server yeah. And I'm going to continue to support them, and I'm going to continue to be a part of this community. And uh, that's all fun. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, oh, one quick thing I completely forgot to ask. Um, me and is your favorite. Yes. Uh, two minutes on why me and is your favorite. Go. Because <laughs> she's a sweet little crocodile noodle. She's just amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen the vlog with her and Soyeon in LA, you should go watch it. It's amazing. She's—you'll understand what I meant when 
you won't understand the noodle or the crocodile part. You'll get what I mean. I'm K-pop does that to 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 me, to people, right? To fans, right? Where there's just moments of real humanity and sincerity that are captured in these vlogs. They're just rolling the entire time that they're doing anything just to get that one moment of like true, genuine, um, I don't know, like emotional reflection, whether it's something goofy, silly, weird. Um, and it's just really cool that you're able to kind of attach to a moment like that and then have that perpetuate into a positive spin on how you feel about G-Idol, KDA, and specifically Mian. So, you know, keep keep living your life, Tugs. Uh, I think we all we all support and love the fact that you are the Mian stand on the server. And um, anytime there's something Mian related, we uh, immediately go to you <laughs> to make sure that either you know about it or um, you, you got something nice to say about it, which uh, you usually um, help continue that positive line um you mentioned earlier and we're we're leading right into it uh soju talk and the fact that you've met so many people on the server in this community in this world right um before the podcast in 2018 was it 18 for me 2018 19 um i didn't have a central hub to talk about k-pop to be up to date on things i just was kind of on the internet randomly searching things Spotify helped occasionally, but I will say, thanks to Soju Talk, um, it's it's helped in so many ways. Um, how did you find the podcast? And, you know, what was it like getting on the Discord kind of in the early days? Uh, I believe I found it by Googling K-pop podcast. And I think there was a, a Reddit post like recommending a few and Soji Talk was one of them. And that's how I initially like got into the podcast. And then uh, beyond that, I think I joined soon after they announced it. I joined back in June of 2019, I believe. Let me check. Yeah, that's just a really interesting spot to like enter like a community, right? Where it's like we're both you and I. I know like we're very similar, and like we just needed a place to like, you know, talk about our, our feelings and just like find information. And honestly, like Google searching is the way to start. Uh, I think I searched it in Spotify itself. Um, several shows popped up. I gave them a try. Didn't like any of them, or at least didn't attach them right away. But then something about Soju Talk. Just you know, kept me going. Um, yeah, well, how long has it been um, since you were part of the, the Discord community itself? I joined in June of, I joined June twenty sixth, like a few days after it was up. Nice. Uh, which has been fun growing to see and looking back and seeing so many names are recognized that aren't really active anymore, and uh seeing how people have grown and changed over the past two years is fun but yeah like when I've searched it uh, I watch, I don't really watch on uh, Spotify I'm a YouTube watcher and so I'll just put it on throw it in my pocket and uh, 
it's been fun watching. There were others that I found. They were a lot less consistent. Or I just didn't like the personalities. Whereas with Soji Talk, I connect with both. I like the content. They were pretty regular. I think there were some like early days where it was like a day or two, but I might just be misremembering. But uh, it's been a great time. Yeah, it's one of those, like you said, like as things change, things stay the same. So with over the year... Three years now? We're going on three years? <laughs> Since two years. Two years, two years and change-ish. Um, yeah, with, like you said, like the consistency. So that's the thing that's been the most stable, the thing that hasn't changed over the years. Um, the things that have changed are kind of the small details, whether that was opening Discord, um, the format of the show, how they talked about things, the Soju charts, which is a great addition over time. Um, what has been like your most memorable aspect of the show or community whether that was some of the changes or some of the song conversations um was there anything that stood out to you over the past few years anything that stood out to me in regards to the community or the show um either or so it just depends on you know what go follow your heart tugs um how, how do you feel about like kind of the most memorable things that have happened to you being part of the space uh having while i haven't been in a lot of circles i've been around enough circles to see how for lack of a better term shitty the internet can be and it's just nice to see how cool this server is and how cool the people in it remain to be and how generally everybody's like on a pretty similar wavelength even though we all have our own opinions when it comes to like music and topics that come up within the server we're all respectful of each other and it's just a great place to be uh i don't know where to go from that yeah no that was that was beautiful i I agree i think that's kind of the reason why so many people have stayed and recommended the server to be on to just continue to grow um is because we are able to have open conversations it is safe it is a place where people kind of can congregate like school um i've told many people this before it does feel like college oftentimes where you know you enter this like very confusing hard to navigate um, environment and then you find your one or two people that greet you one or two places that are you're most comfortable with and then you slowly begin to socialize and include yourself more and you find your circle and I think Doug Warren and Anita have done an excellent job of doing that um, and I'm, I'm glad that you were there from the beginning to kind of set the tone and kind of build yourself into the space um, you're a moderator on the server how did that come to be? Uh, one day, Doug was like, Hey, you've been on here for a while. We see you're active. Do you want to be a mod? And I said, yes. And that's about the extent of it. And that's how I became the worst mod on the server. Please. I, you. First of all, sounds very on brand with Doug. Just like, hey, 
You want this? Cool. Um, second of all, I do not think you are the worst. I don't think there is a technically worst moderator. I think there is a moderator in the in Aruba who sleeps or cries most of the time, so he's just not on. You are not that. <laughs> so um, I, I think you do a nice job at least representing the West Coast along with uh, KME. So you guys are up at you know different hours. Um, the emotional support mod. I'm there to be nice to the other mods so they don't feel bad when they have to make tough decisions. Yeah, well, we need that balance, right? That team composition, you know. So I think think you you definitely have a place with um with your duties. Um, you know, as spicy as you want to get with this question, what's the most interesting thing that you've had to do as a mod? Um, that you were either directly involved with or they needed a vote and you needed to vote for something whatever it is this as uh, spicy as you want to get it's not been so much that uh it's less like a vote about something and it's more like Hey, somebody con I'm like the only active mod on the server right now and somebody contacted me about something and I have to make a split decision right now on how to handle this <laughs> and uh, I'd say decisions like that are okay it's like how am I gonna do this and how is this gonna reflect on both the server and the server owners and everyone else involved and did I make the right decision and that's never fun but uh it happens yeah it, it does feel like you know a lot of pressure when you're the only person able to make a decision at that point um and I can kind of see how that's uh, uh I'm the emotional support mod I shouldn't have to do this <laughs> you gotta hand it off so then you can so you can let them make the decision so then you can tell them it's okay that they decided that course of action so um you know i think you do a, a good job being an emotional support person just in general um i think you. you you know are very calm and pretty measured with just like the way that you are present in a lot of conversations um and it's also just a nice balance you know the internet can be the wild west oftentimes and this is a place where there's order there's chaos and there's something in between <laughs> And I feel like you fall very much into somewhere in between in the best possible way. So, yeah, no, I do appreciate that you were able to open up today and, um, you know, dig a little bit deeper on kind of the things that you are interested in and how K-pop started with you. Um, kind of moving into our closing thoughts as we head out of here. Um, you know, the pandemic, things have closed down for quite a long time now. We're slowly trying to get out of it. Um but the internet has been a safe haven for a lot of us, me included. Um, how have you been as far as adjusting back into the real world, kind of socializing? Um, I know for work, you have had to be in person this entire time. Um, you know, thank you for doing that. The world would not be running if it weren't for people like you. Um, but how, how, how have you managed as far as, you know, being isolated and now things slowly starting to open up? So, to be honest, uh, 
despite me having to go in for work, I haven't been affected all that much. Like, if I'm not going to work, typically not going out unless it's to get something to eat or on the rare blue moon, I go out to see a movie. But I do use public transportation to get around, so... Like, at least at first, seeing, like, a bunch of people not, like, uh, going to get on BART or whatever, and I was like, wow. But, like, uh, people have come back. Even, like, during the middle of the pandemic, more people were going out. So the biggest impact on me has been the fact that I can't just sit in a restaurant to eat the food that I want. Like, when I go out or when I'm on my way home to, like, pick up something and then, uh... As far as work, uh, it's only like I work in like a workshop just making parts. And there's only like we're five of us in like this giant facility at a time. So it's not been too difficult for me personally. And I've been fortunate enough to experience, or at least not have to experience the worst of it. So there's that, I guess. Well, definitely don't diminish what what you you do because honestly, like like I said, the world stops if people stop going to work to do physical things that require you to be present. So definitely appreciate that you are there. Um, you know, even even in a space where there's few people, it's still a risk. And you know, we're we're glad that you were able to avoid all of those things um, over the course of the year and a half going on two years now i still it's crazy to think that we're gonna go into two years of this i just don't understand um one final question well kind of a final question um a a 1a to a 1b um what's your favorite food to go out for you said you love to go out to restaurants to eat food what is it that you are sad that you can't eat at a restaurant but you have to take home but it's still something you, you that's your favorite My cousin had found this ramen restaurant downtown, and we've been there like once or twice, but it was great, and we can't go back (laughs) because they're closed, and I don't think they deliver. They probably like reopen in some capacity at this point, but it was sad not being able to go, because like it's a very small restaurant, like maybe 10 tables if that yeah during the pandemic i did not have ramen for over a year um because i I saw people ordering ramen out and i said that that's just not gonna be the same i don't i don't care (laughs) like i'm not gonna get a, a hot like plastic container of ramen separate from like everything um so i just didn't eat it um luckily i was able to get ramen recently um yeah it's definitely different I ordered ramen out once from this place that also serves sushi. I don't remember the name. I saw it on Uber Eats. So, like, I ordered it, and it came, uh, basically, there was a bowl of soup. There was the noodles and the ingredients on the side, and I looked at it, I'm like, this isn't the same. Sushi was good, though. Sushi's good. Sushi is, is that somehow, like, managed to stay alive as far as, uh, being able to be transported and, uh, eat at home, so... Thank you, Sushi. My other, Go ahead. My other favorite food that I don't necessarily have to be at a restaurant for is uh, taco truck burritos. Yo! What, what do you get on your burrito? 
the usual. Maybe extra cheese and sour cream. But nice. that's just because I'm an American and I like cheese. <laughs> um, is, do you get a choice of meat? Steak. Yes. I'm not too adventurous with my meats. Yeah. Is it carne asada or is it just steak? Carne asada. Yeah, that's it. Um, honestly, carne asada is the way to go. It's it's pretty it's it's safe, but it's also kind of the best. So you know you're doing you're doing the best things for yourself. No problem, man. All right. Arguably the best. <laughs> I've had like chorizo and uh, mm. I haven't had tongue yet. T- tongues tongues yeah. good. Tongues interesting. There's a texture to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the seasoning and the flavors help to like, you know, familiarize yourself with what you're eating, but the texture is just something really different. Um, yeah, dude. Oh man, I'm hungry now. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, I remember at one job I had, uh, I, I won't go into specifics, but like on any given day, there were like, mm, I'd say like five to 10 different food trucks like right outside of my job and there were a bunch of different stuff there were like mexican uh japanese uh it was a wide variety and that was just a great time to be working there and i don't want to be more specific because basically doxing myself yeah, yeah no worries man um <laughs> just just know wherever it is that you work you were surrounded by food trucks all the time and i'll tell you later yeah no worries man um well talks you know i do appreciate and thank you so much for joining the show um closing closing thoughts final words for you what are you hopeful for whether that's something in the short term tomorrow perhaps or something in the long term um when the world finally gets over itself and you know gets fully vaccinated i hope for another new normal because we're living in the new normal right the new normal that's been going on for like the past year however long you want to what you consider the normal now go back the year five years ten years i hope the next new normal is a good one that's a that's a great sentiment i agree that that is something that i think we can all get behind so um yeah we'll we'll leave that you know in in the future but hopefully not too distant future yeah all right tugs well thank you again so much for joining the show um you know i appreciated everything that we went through today um yeah it's just really nice to talk to you one-on-one because I know we've gotten to hang out in um, voice chat a couple of times, but you know it's really good to get to know people and um, you know share their story with others. All right, so thank you everyone for listening to the Soju Sessions on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord. For Tugs, I'm Crispy, and this has been. The Soju Sessions. Mm-hmm.